Hi, I'm Laura Palatin. Welcome to the Practically Spiritual Show, where we explore how indoctrination, both religious and cultural, can have a negative limiting impact on us. So we learn how to break that and then go forward and look at the whole world of spiritual practice and develop our own personal spiritual path. If you um, are a regular listener or viewer, you may have noticed that I missed a week. Um, My basement took on water. (laughs) So if you're watching this, um, it's a much different looking setting. And if you're listening, I hope it doesn't sound much different. I really loved my studio, um, but a wet studio is not a good studio. So here we are in the new spot. I'm excited about the concept that I'm going to be exploring in this edition of the podcast. I'm going to be looking at surviving versus thriving and how the skills that we learn to survive can sometimes actually limit our ability to thrive when we're ready to do that. So let's listen to the theme song and then I'll meet you on the other side and we'll get right into it. Welcome to the Practically Spiritual Show. Together we will learn, laugh, and grow. Break indoctrination. Rise above our nation. And so... Welcome to the Practically Spiritual Show. Survive versus thrive. It's kind of the way that I worded it, right? It sounds like they're mutually exclusive. And of course, they're not really. They shouldn't be anyway. First, we need to learn to survive, right? (laughs) But then we move on to thrive. And sometimes we get so addicted to that power that comes from knowing how to survive in terrible circumstances that we continue to create situations in our lives that give us an opportunity to exercise those skills. A person that I met that really illustrated this for me was a friend of my son's. I'm going to call her Julia. She came from a very challenging background. Her parents just did not have the skills that they needed to be good parents. She was homeless quite a bit of the time, and she had to do things to survive at a very young age that no child should have to do. And so she grew up instinctively knowing how to get by. She had learned how to lie when she needed to. And the ability to make people believe what she needed them to believe was something that was so ingrained in her. It's something that she practiced quite a bit, even in circumstances and situations where she was safe because she didn't feel safe anywhere. And she was um, she was scared. But those skills that she learned to survive, like how to be homeless at 15 years old and how to know what churches and what towns would give out money if you needed it, where the food banks are and how often you can access them. All of these things she was an expert in. And honestly, I think she looked at me with a bit of pity because as far as she was concerned, having always lived in a house and having a job or a safety net, right? A way that I knew I was going to have my next meal. I didn't need to know where the food boxes were. I didn't need to know who handed out money. To her, I was sort of 
pitiable because I did not have her skill set, right? If I found myself on the street, I would be pretty out of luck. But she knew how to survive. She knew how to get shelter in the middle of a city or a town or the country. She really just was very knowledgeable about these things. And her need to be proficient at this kind of living precluded her from moving forward and having what she dreamt of, which was a home and a family, because she kept recreating these circumstances where she needed to use her skills. It was very painful and very difficult to watch. And, you know, I would like to think that spending some time in my orbit gave her an idea of how life can be different. We all gather this stuff from people our whole lives, right? So I don't know if someday Julia will find herself in a position where learning to thrive and trusting people around her is worth not exercising her survival skills at all times. That was one extreme example. I think we fall into a lot of different versions of survival, right? One of my sons was hit by a car a couple years ago. And uh, boy, my life got real simple real quick. You know, I had a a adult son who just completely relied on me. He couldn't get around at all. And we spent a lot of time together. We basically lived together. I mean, very much lived together. I needed to be within earshot of him at all times. And after his surgeries, I needed to get him medicine every four hours. It was very much like going back to being a full-time mother again after having had all my children grow up and move out. But like I said, my life got very simple. It was all about just taking care of him. We were surviving together and it was terrifying and it was bonding and it was a very interesting experience uh, to look at in retrospect about how I didn't know what to do. And then I learned that we can stay at a Ronald McDonald house after surgery, but not all of them. It was very difficult to put together all the different moving pieces and still take care of him. That was a kind of survival mode that I went into, right? I wasn't being creative. I wasn't growing. I was just surviving. I was getting us through that. That's all about the root chakra, right? That's what I really like about the chakra system is how you know, you have to satisfy the root chakra first. And that's uh, your primary relationship, your home, and your next meal, right? How you're going to survive. The interesting thing about that is that Julia had satisfied her root chakra because she knew how to survive in the way she was living. To relinquish that and move on to a different model was not something that felt safe for her. And it's really about pushing ourselves out of that comfort zone, right? Once we, my son and I, got past the point of him needing me uh, so intensely, he moved back home. Well, he lives over three hours away from me. So I went from this very, very close relationship to not being with them at all, just like a daily phone call. And I think those were more for me than for him. Transitioning back into having my own life that is so full of creativity, uh, it's definitely out of the root chakra and into the sacral. I'm very, very into creating. Um, took some some time, you know, I had developed a set of skills taking care of him. 
And it felt very good to be able to do that, right? So moving out of it was very interesting. Probably the most profound experience in my life of that survival mode was when I went through my divorce. I had been married for 20 years when I got divorced at 42. So we got together when I was 20 and uh, got married when I was 22. So that's a long time. (laughs) And that was really my only experience of being an adult was being this man's wife and a mother. And there was definitely a survival element to that marriage because although I loved him very much, and of course we loved our children and, and we all had our own survive and thrive going on at the same time, which is so much of life, right? But when it was time to end that marriage, it was because my then husband had um, emotional challenges that would culminate in him losing his temper and being really scary. So I left that marriage because I didn't feel safe anymore. And I stayed in it as long as I did because that felt like the right thing to do. And then I experienced a paradigm shift. And I could see that staying in the marriage was the exact wrong thing to do. Once again, switch into survival mode and negotiate a whole new set of life skills. I was extraordinarily lucky. I met the most amazing man. And although we both had childhoods that put us in a position to uh, live much more mature, um, almost adult-like lives, even as we were children, I continued on that way, right? But he didn't. He he began to thrive very young. And he looked for the good and had fun and was just uplifting and inspiring people. (laughs) That's just his nature. So when we got together, um, we went to a, a hotel on a trip. And I mean, checking in, I felt so out of place. It's just not something I had done. And his attitude was, if we're here, we belong here. And I I did not feel that way about myself. And that took quite a bit of time to overcome and to really fully realize every time I am in a place, that is where I belong. And, And that was really challenging for me. But there are a lot of lessons that I learned from him. My ability to create and be here with you and share what I have been so fortunate to come to learn is in large part because of that relationship, because I learned to up my thrive game and transition from survive to thrive. And that's really what it's all about. We want to make sure that we're not so invested in being good survivors that we never move up past that root chakra and really become creators. And there are homeless people who are completely satisfied with their ability to get a a meal the next day, and they know their primary relationships are solid. And there are very wealthy people who will never feel that way. So it isn't as much about what you have as you might think it is, because that seems logical, right? If I have a house and I have kids and I have a partner, then that means my root chakra is satisfied. But that's not the case. It really is an inside job. And it does require trust 
in ourselves and our ability to have our needs met, because that's what it's all about, and trusting the people around us to not abandon us or take from us in a way that's not appropriate. It's an important piece of life to be looking at when we're stressed out, especially. Are we in survival mode? And how can I shift that? How can I recognize my needs are being met as you continue to grow and break indoctrination that says you have to have this and you have to have that in order to survive, that you can start to recognize that you get to define that for yourself, right? This is not about how your mom was raised. This is not about how your dad was raised. This is about how you choose to live your life. And you really are free to do that in the way that you feel is best. This is your life. And it does not need to reflect what you've been taught by other people. It really can be what you want it to be. As you go forward and you start to see these painful shifts take place and you feel that in your solar plexus like, oh, I thought I had to have this in order to be successful. I thought I had to have this kind of house. I had to own my home. Whatever it is that you are invested in from somebody else having given it to you, you don't need that anymore. This is what we're talking about when we're talking about and breaking indoctrination. It's recognizing what is for you and what is from someone else. And this is a fundamentally important part of growing as evolving spiritual beings. I hope that's helpful. Hope this had some meaning for you. If you know somebody that you think would benefit from hearing this podcast, I hope you share it with them. Um, I have a, a website called thepracticallyspiritualshow.com and there's links to all of the um, different streaming services because I have the podcast on all of them. While I have you, uh, I wanted to tell you about another project I'm working on. It's for Lightbringers, so we can feel more connected to one another. So a Lightbringer is a person who feels compelled to live their life in such a way that we uplift and inspire and help other people. There's a lot of people in the world right now that are pulling us toward darkness and fear. And then there's a lot of other people who are pulling toward light and hope and love. We are all over the place in all different walks of life. It's easy to feel isolated. I just thought it would be fun to create this community. And I called it the Sparkly Society because I made a podcast a couple weeks ago talking about how I <laughs> nickname Lightbringers in my own mind as being sparkly because you can see a light behind their eyes and you can just sense this uh, love that comes out of them. And so in my mind, when I see another Lightbringer, in, I think, oh, there's a sparkly person. I thought it would be really fun to create a community, kind of a hub, and I'll be doing mini podcasts, a little gentle reminder that you're not alone in your work, no matter how diverse or separated from other light bringers you may feel. So I hope you check that out. I got the URL for that too. So sparklysociety.com. Thanks for sticking around all the way to the end of the podcast. You can find me at thepracticallyspiritualshow.com. You can write me at laura at thepracticallyspiritualshow.com. I'm available in all the usual places, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And remember, take care of yourselves because you matter and we need you. And remember too that we're all in this together. 
There is no them. There really is only us. Thanks for listening to the Practically Spiritual Show. I mean it. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. It means so much to me. I love you. See you next time. Bye-bye.